Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Thursday means it's broadcasting the boys' time on the Blogging of the Boys Network. Roy White, Ari Temkin, R-Dub3 on Twitter. I am at Ari Sports, A-R-I Sports. You can also subscribe to my YouTube page there uh, as well at youtube.com forward slash Ari Sports. And Roy, um, a lot to get to. Not much of it about football, um, but a lot to get to with the Cowboys because... Well, there's just a lot going on within the Cowboys, and not a lot of it has to do with winning football games. Is there? Because I thought I had gotten a memo that told us we were no longer contractually obligated to continue this show. The season's over uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) That's all it is? The show is just an in-season thing? Yeah. uh, In regards to at least the 2020 season, I think for the fan base, it is officially over. And that is so wild to think of yeah. when, in fact, they are just a game out of first place. All right. So let's start with Jerry Jones on 105.3 The Fan, Sean and RJ. Um, and so just I've heard play of those guys. You have. Have you? Do you know of them? Have you ever heard that show before? No. I mean, I don't know, know them, but I've heard of them. <laughs> What does that mean? You don't know know them like you don't know them in like the biblical. Yeah, I don't sense? know them personally. I just okay. I yeah. I know big of fan. She's been a big yeah. fan of them. And for I hear a long they time. do good work. She's been a huge fan of the show for a long time. Many long many time years. Listener, first time caller, baby. <laughs> um. All right. So, did you ever hear Jerry get this bad in your time uh, with that show? Here, let's take a listen. Does your team have a leadership void? Uh, uh, when uh, uh, we're in the offensive line, where just o- just uh, overall, uh, when seriously, these- but, but seriously, seriously, where where do you, where would you have a leadership void? Is it an experience void? Is it a talent void? Is it a leadership void? I'm not trying to be cute here. The answer is yeah. no. The answer is yeah. no. I, I'm asking. A, ju- there's not a. Well, let us shut up and let me answer. Have you ever heard Jerry that mad? Um, Your time with Sean and RJ, all the all the Jerry interviews you guys did. You know, I want to say I've heard worse from Jerry. Um, you know, that one was funny to me because there's a moment where he starts asking questions back that are clearly him trying to be cute, and then he says, I'm "Not trying to be cute. I'm not trying to be cute here." And that's when I think Sean was confused tried to clarify the question and Jerry hit him with a shut up young man. I'm talking. <laughs> the and rich so, man is talking. Ultimately this made a lot of headlines and it was very funny to listen to 
on playback. But I don't really know how much to take from it other than Jerry was clearly trying to be cute when he asked about specific questions about the leadership. And then he claimed he wasn't trying to be cute. So, yeah, it's kind of on you, Jerry. I don't blame Sean for following up with a question there. Right. Like, what do you need clarification on? Is there a leadership void? (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was pretty straightforward. I thought that was pretty straightforward. The offensive line, the... I mean, at McDonald's, it's like, what? Uh, which, by the way, 100% there's leadership void. We'll get into that in a second. Here's what I think is happening with Jerry, because he's he seems to be more upset than he should be. And the reason I say that is because, like, I think it's pretty obvious why this team sucks. I think it's pretty obvious why this team is bad. Do and tell. That, what? Do tell. Okay, well, they've lost four of their starting five offensive linemen and their starting quarterback. And this was a team, as we said, going leading up to the season that was built on offense. I mean, I, 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 I keep saying this, and I'll keep saying it until I'm blue in the face. I thought, and I said before the season started, that this team will win a championship if their defense is average. And people are like, oh, their defense will be average. Okay. I, I, just, I agree with that statement. Right. So the expectation, the thing that I think people are missing here in terms of like, should they do a full on rebuild? And it's like the only thing that went wrong this season is they had crucial injuries where they probably could not have afforded to have those injuries starting with their quarterback. And then of course, four of their five starting offensive linemen, the only one that hasn't been hurt and lost for a substantial period of time. Well, other than Zach Martin, who looks like he's going back this week is their worst offensive lineman. That's Connor Williams. It's the only guy that hasn't missed time. So when you don't, when you have a, when you have a team that's built to win an offense with a shoddy defense, and you lose four of your five starting offensive linemen and your quarterback, you're going to be really bad, <laughs> and that's the problem. Problem is they didn't get another Dak Prescott to back up Dak Prescott and four All Pro or at least two All Pro level offensive linemen, offensive tackles. That was their problem in, in building sure. the roster in 2020. Well, those Cowboys fans that thought Andy Dalton was just as good as Dak Prescott, kind of in their words. When he only puts up, oh, 10 points in eight quarters, was yeah. it? Yeah, Thanks. he's not just as good. <laughs> That's not great. Um, not, he's not no, just as good. I, I absolutely agree with that point. And you said it started, you know, it starts with Dak Prescott. Obviously, he's the most pivotal piece. But it started before the season even began. You and I had a conversation with a guest of ours. I believe it was Bobby Belt who joined us. And we were talking about how concerned we might be about the offensive line, the health of the offensive line. Because I I was asking you guys, well, they're telling us this Leo Collins injury, he's going to be back. But I don't know if we can trust him as far as we can throw him. And at the time, I understood why you guys thought, yeah, he'll be back on time. You know, he'll be ready to go by week one. And then he wasn't. And then – the extra injuries started coming. Tyron Smith, it took a week. Well, we can snap that streak of 13 games played for four straight seasons because now that number is only going to be two. Yeah. And the rest of the offensive line, as you mentioned, even guys you thought you were going to be relying on this season in Joe Looney, veterans. Uh, Connor Williams, like you mentioned, you know, veteran, but 
how veteran? It's no secret why the Cowboys have been bad. It's just still shocking to folks, I think, to find how bad they've been. And that is due to the fact that the defense has not even come close to being last year's unit. Yeah. Much less a middle of the pack in 2020 group. I would say the biggest disappointment on defense is the defensive line, but you're kidding yourself if you thought that this secondary was going to be credible. You know, like they lost Byron Jones, had a bunch of Jags, just a guys, and I mean, Trayvon. Well, I was told Cheeto coming back this week was going to help. How did it? <laughs> did it, Was he back? <laughs> <laughs> no, he should be back, I think, coming up here this next week. Look. Right. Um, but but how much of a help will it be? I, I, so, but let me get back to Jerry real quickly because I think there's, there's a reason. So, you know, again, I think it's weird that he's this upset because it's pretty obvious why they're bad. So he shouldn't be this upset because it's pretty obvious why they're bad. I think the reason he's this upset is because Jerry, I think Jerry has made his mission. He has wanted so badly to win a title without Jimmy Johnson. That's what he's wanted to do. He's wanted to win a title and get the credit for it, not have Jimmy get all the credit for it, right? That's no secret. I think Jerry's coming to the realization that he might not get one. And so he's coming to the realization, he's coming to the, the I think he's looking in the mirror and saying, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be here much longer. And I, you know, that's a, that's a weird thing to say, but he's, he's getting up there. He's what, 78 years old. I think Jerry's like, I don't know how much longer I can fight like this for this. And I think that's, that's what's killing him. Not in a literal sense. I think that's, what's eating at him is the idea of, I'm not going to do it. I think he thought for a long time in the Romo window. And then, you know, he gets Dak and it's like, Oh God, there's another window open. And now all of a sudden he's like, have I made the wrong, have we made the wrong decision in the coach? And we're not going to fire this coach right away because why would we? And, you know, he's going to get at least two years. So I think all of a sudden, all these things, feelings are flooding in his mind. He's thinking about a rebuild. And so now, now he's coming to grips with the reality that like all this thing that he's held so dear that he's thought he would absolutely 100% have, he might not have. And that's why he's upset. Well, I, I suppose I could see that line of thinking if I didn't also believe that the minute the offseason begins, Jerry Jones is going to be back on a pulpit convincing us all that they're yeah. going to take a run at the Super Bowl in 2021. I mean, do you do you really think Jerry Jones is resigned to the fact he'll never win another Super Bowl in this season? Or, as many Cowboys fans would claim, is it really just him reacting to the fact that he's not going to make the type of money this season that he was hoping? I mean, that's kind of where fans always revert to is like, ultimately, Jerry will never truly be unhappy or furious at his team's performance as long as every year in the Forbes most valuable franchise listing, the Dallas Cowboys are the number one. I don't think this has to do with money. I mean, Jerry's still going to end up with, you know, higher revenues than any other team. He's got decent crowds at a stadium. I don't know. I mean, I, I, this is more emotion, I think, in terms of 
maybe realizing thinking he's further away than he thought he was from winning a title. I think that's, and I don't, I don't know that that's true because again, like it's, you know, it's funny. The post game show, it was like, we took all these calls and all these, I mean, it's like, it's, it's like a funeral and, and it, you know, and it's like these big picture indictments and it's, you know, it's like these just far, it's like, you know, it's symptomatic of the organization. It's like, it, it, it's just like, guys, they lost four of their five starting offense line and they're starting quarterback and they're built an offense. Like, I, I, I don't know. It was working up until Dak got hurt. But, I mean, they just were not going to have a good defense. And so when you have a bad offense that's missing its all of its offensive linemen and, a, you know, and they're down to Ben DiNucci at quarterback, like, and then you have a bad defense, like, you're going to be really bad. And that's where we are. So now Cowboys fans shift their focus from title contention and the teams they might be facing in December and January and February to now looking up and down the NFL standings and saying, how high up that draft board could we actually get? I'll give you a chance to pull it up because you may not have it right in front of you, but just off the top of your head, can the Cowboys be bad enough to yes. wind up with the with a top three pick? Yes, in twenty twenty one. Yeah, I don't think the Cowboys are going to win another game this year. I could be wrong. But the team that I've watched last two weeks, it's really hard for me to think that team's going to win a game. Mm-hmm. Really hard. Maybe it'll be. I different don't disagree. With, with uh, especially after losing to what everybody thought was the two bottom feeders of the division. Right. Well, losing to one, and I mean, even with Dak, almost losing to the other. So I think we would all agree without Dak. They're worse than the New York Giants. Are they worse than the New York Jets? Well, I would say right now they might be. I would agree. A lot because the Jets are really bad. The question is, are the Jets going to win again? Well, here's what I think the Jets have going for them that the Cowboys do not. Outside of Sam Darnold, they do have young players on their roster that may be eager to prove themselves that may be eager to, you know, deliver a victory at some point. I mean, well, I just think, so. of, you know, they're running back Lamagi, uh, LaMichael P Ryan or Lamagi P Ryan. I'm not, I'm probably conflating two names there, but um, you know, he's just one example of a, a young player that might trying to be getting something accomplished here. Michael this P. Ryan, Cowboys team, Samaji P. Ryan's uh, the former Sooner. I, I don't know if he still plays in the league. No, yeah, yeah I think P. I'm I'm conflating two names. It's like it's they're both L. P. Ryan's. P. Ryan something. They're both uh, P. Ryan's. They yeah, might either be brothers. Way. I could see some players for the Jets that would be hungry to right. you know, find them a win, a la the Miami Dolphins a season ago, where everybody thought they were so bad that they could lift themselves up to one or two wins in an unexpected way. No one's going to give the Cowboys a weekend off just because they're a terrible football team like they would with the New York Jets or a Miami Dolphins. Why? Because they're still the Dallas Cowboys. 
And there's still something to be gained from an opponent by beating up on the Dallas Cowboys, even if they're pathetic. Well, and the rest of the division is still in it. So, you know, it, it's you're going to get a game against the Giants and the Washington football team in Philly where they're trying to win a division, you know, as opposed to like most years where this division is down to two teams. So it's like the other two teams are just, you know, don't really care and going through the motions. I just don't. I mean, look, maybe they can surprise some some people and win a game. Maybe they get Dalton back healthy at some point and win a game. I don't know. If they get into that spot space to get a top two pick and end up with the potential to draft a Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence, what do you do? I mean, you got to take them. Got to take them. You have I, to take I've heard, them. I've heard multiple people be like, oh, trade down, grab a bunch of draft picks. No. <laughs> no, you can't. You cannot pass up on one of those guys. You can't. And I love Dak have been an advocate for paying Dak and making him the franchise quarterback for two to three years now. I mean, half of his career, I wasn't ultimately sold right after the rookie season, but after what I saw in the development he made over the years and has made over the years, yeah, I was fully invested. But now when you look at this thing and you say to yourself, there might be a lot more holes than just the quarterback you might want to give yourself a little more time to address those issues. And a new quarterback would give you the opportunity to address those issues. Now, as you sort of spoke about before, would Jerry be willing to restart the clock again, all over again? Well, that depends. I mean, how much of an influence does Stephen Jones have on that room? Because in his mind, I'm sure it's a no-brainer. And again, that's not to dismiss Dak Prescott. In fact, I think if Dak Prescott became a free agent this offseason, I think he would find himself getting paid in the range of 35 to $40 million in free agency, even coming off of a broken ankle. No doubt. I agree. But for the Cowboys, they have to think about what's best for the franchise. And quite honestly, no one could have... I mean, quite honestly, it's not even quite... Everybody knows no one could have imagined even two weeks ago before Dak went down that we would even be considering the idea that the Cowboys would have a chance at two of the best quarterbacks in the upcoming draft. And now, not only is that a reasonable possibility, it seems like it may be a likely one. Hmm. Okay, so let me let me ask you something then on this on this track, because. So, the, you know, the rationale behind drafting a quarterback and then potentially trading Dak or, you know, something like that. People are like, why would you do that? Dak's already a really good quarterback and you're, you know, you're starting over from scratch with a young quarterback. So part of why you'd want to do that is money, right? It, it's, it's purely a salary cap thing. If you can get a quarterback, that's really, really good, really cheap for the next five years, you do it versus Dak Prescott, who's really, really good right now, but going to cost you a significant chunk of the salary cap. But let me ask you something, because this point's been brought up, and I, it's not worth glossing over. The Cowboys didn't really do much with Dak as a cheap quarterback to begin with. And we can talk about the players the Cowboys released this week and basically go through all of the free agents that they signed this offseason, and none of them are still on the roster. So it begs the question, 
do they go for the cheap quarterback and trade the one that's going to cost them a bunch of money so that they can go spend money in free agency at other positions only to watch them not do that because they just don't spend money in free agency. And even though we've, I thought they brought in some impactful players, Gerald McCoy, that's a different story altogether. They don't do it. They do not spend money on impactful players whatsoever in any capacity. It's crazy. I mean, you're not wrong in that they've, they've missed. They've not picked the right impactful players. Perhaps the position itself uh, could be an impactful one, but they've not picked the right guys to make a significant impact outside of adding Amari Cooper. But again, we're talking about you know the right. defensive side of the ball for the most part of being complimentary towards Dak Prescott. I, th- I think one thing that you need to remember in the early going of Dak's years, though, they were still paying Tony Romo a significant amount of money. True. Even after he retired, his salary was taking up a significant portion of the Cowboys' salary cap. So even in those early years when they weren't paying Dak Prescott a lot of money, True. they were paying a lot of money for the quarterback position. True. They were still paying a reasonable sum for the quarterback position. In this instance, it would be a completely fresh slate because Dak ain't rolling over any money from a franchise tag. And if you know you're going to be in that position of being able to draft a quarterback, then what else becomes available? Demarcus Lawrence? Amari Cooper? Would another team be willing to give a third or a fourth round draft pick for Amari Cooper? At his current salary, I bet you they would. Would someone be willing to give up something for Demarcus Lawrence at $20 million a year when pass rushers this offseason were getting close to 25? I think they would. So we may be at a franchise crossroad. I mean, we are at a franchise crossroad where the direction going forward is going to be determined by how poorly this team plays with players that probably won't be around in the future. Hmm. That's wild to me. Yeah. The future of this franchise is going to be determined by guys who probably won't be here a year from now. And I could honestly say that about, Almost every player on the roster. They're talking fire sale. Everson Griffin gets traded away on Wednesday. They cut two other veterans. By the way, how it, funny was it? The idea that they were attempting to trade Daryl Worley and Don Tari Poe. Like, good luck. Yeah, uh, quick secret. The minute you say that you're going to cut a player if you're not able to trade him, the rest of the league just waits until you cut him. So also, don't do I, that going forward, please. Also, I I think the rest of the league has film on those players, and I don't think those guys are going to make rosters. Like, I'd be shocked if either of those players get signed because they're both horrible. Yeah, the ESPN stat, the pass rush win rate stat, Dontari Poe was dead last in that category. Also, also I think Uh, last in run run stop. (laughs) uh, Steven Jones said on Wednesday that one of the reasons they cut him was weight, which... I'm kind of shocked it took this long to do that. But again, we didn't have a training camp to put guys through that, you know, through the the sprints or whatever, what, the conditioning test, right? Conditioning we didn't have a test. conditioning test to make right. sure he was fit and ready to go. So 
I guess six weeks of conditioning tests is all you need to see, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, the rest of the league had the tape to know that those guys weren't worth crap. But again, I say, if you're going to just if you're going to release someone, just release them. Don't say we're looking to right. trade them or they're going to be released right. because then they're just going to be released. <laughs> That's just what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so, so ahead, sorry. As I was saying, though, f- fire sale options. Uh, doubt anybody would give you anything for Zeke. Don't know what that would be, but. I'm looking at every contract on this roster that's making more than like $12 million. And I'm saying you're expendable. The so only you're going one, full rebuild. The only one. Well, and again, I mean, I'm selling them all in season that I can. Anybody that'll give me something for a guy now, let's make a deal. Yeah. And again, practically anybody is on the table there in my mind outside of obviously the guys you just drafted Trayvon Diggs, you're not going to include him in any type of deal. And Zach Martin, who was floated out by, I believe in a Kansas city blogger suggesting that the chiefs should offer a second and a fifth for Zach Martin. And we all know as Cowboys fans that that conversation would get hung up on when they started with second (laughs) when it comes to Zach Martin. But again, everybody else, not only would I talk deals, I'm talking discount prices, baby. So you're going full rebuild. It's not a full rebuild because they won't be able to sell everybody. And I'm not suggesting everybody at the end of this season gets cut, but the roster is going to need to be turned over significantly. Mm. And if you can get something for an area or a position that you currently are packed in or have some depth in, be it running back, where at least we've been sold for the longest time that they think they have a guy in Tony Pollard, don't know why this wouldn't be the perfect opportunity to showcase him if you really believe that and find out if you have something going forward. Because I sure as hell would like to get out of that contract that Zeke signed. Still. And I think they plan to after three years based on how they signed it and the guaranteed money involved. So I think that's very much within the, the realm of possibility for the Cowboys. Same thing with Demarcus Lawrence. After three years, they can practically get out of it. And with the way that he's playing, I fully expect them to. Not that he's playing poorly, but he's not putting up the types of SAG numbers and the types of numbers that justify the payment that get paid. Yeah, I agree. He's not a game wrecker. Uh, Amari Cooper. Let's have a real conversation. The realest conversation, perhaps the, the most maybe valuable piece to a legitimate contender might be Amari Cooper. Well, I'm willing to talk about Amari Cooper. I know I just signed him to a big deal. I understand that fact. But I also didn't think I was going to draft C.D. Lamb in the 2020 NFL draft in the teens. So because of that fact, it's time to adjust, time to take advantage of the one bright spot of your 2020 season and maybe get something for Amari. Because if you try to dangle him out in the offseason or next year, the return ain't going to be nearly as good. 
All right, let's let's look at Philadelphia, Cowboys and Eagles, Sunday night football. Oh, how did man? The games on prime time this week are literally the three worst games of the weekend. <laughs> What's the game on tonight? Uh, man, the game on tonight is an absolute dog. Panthers, fest. Falcons. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that's bad. Panthers, Falcons, and then I believe Monday Night Football will feature the New York Giants against Tom Brady and the Bucks. So that game will be over after the first quarter. Yeah, that's a bad one too. Ooh, and then next Monday we get the Jets and Patriots. Oof. Oh God! All right, I guess it can get worse. I'll stop complaining now. Yeah. What are you looking for out of the the Eagles Cowboys game on Sunday? I I don't even know. <laughs> I, young players. Play all the young guys. You know, when is Reggie Robinson going to get on the field? He cannot be worse than what we're seeing. It's it's okay. remarkable. It really okay. is. Uh, Tyler Biotish, you want to play a whole game? See what you got? Like, all day. Put him to work. Tony Pollard. Let's work him in. Let's try a couple of those things that everyone suggested he's capable of doing. Running routes, motions, dual running backs in the backfield. Let's try it. What have you got to lose, right? I know, a football game. But at this point, even winning the game might not make Cowboys fans happy. Because then they're going to dog cuss you for ruining their draft chances. I'm speechless. I honestly don't know. I'm looking. I want CeeDee Lamb to show out. I want Trayvon Diggs to have a good game. Seeing Leighton Vander Esch back and healthy. Seeing Cheeto back and healthy. And I apologize. I got that wrong earlier. But yes, Cheeto uh, likely on track to return this weekend, which is, you know, a positive thing. I said Leighton too. I meant Sean Lee. Seeing Sean Lee back. That's great. Uplifting story. Is it going to make a bit of a difference on Sunday? In terms of my expectations of them winning that football game, no. No. And that's really depressing because ultimately, as Cowboys fans, we're going to have to eat it on social media from obnoxious Eagles fans who rightfully are going to rub it in our faces and deserve to be able to do so. Yeah, it, it's pretty crazy how a season that started with expectations, legitimate expectations of winning a Super Bowl, and by Halloween, this team's out of it, virtually. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Bro! That's insane. <laughs> insane. Roy White on Twitter at rdub3. I am Ari Temkin on Twitter at Ari Sports, A-R-I Sports. Of course, make sure to make bloggingtheboys.com your homepage. It's where you should go for all the Cowboys insights, news, information, everything, everything, everything. Check, check, check. Boom. Uh, And then, of course, subscribe to the podcast. If you have not yet hit that subscribe button already, do it. What are you waiting for? Give it a rating as well because it helps other Cowboys fans find us. But for now, Roy, leave the people with something. Hey, uh, a lot of places. Early voting ends on Friday. So get out there. Let your voice be heard.